Spooky, Scary, Skeptical contains explicit content and topics that some listeners may find distressing. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone! I'm Emily. I'm Libby. And I'm Ken. And this is... Spooky, Scary, Skeptical. All I do is win, 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 no matter I what. Knew it. <laughs> Got money on my mind. Give it up. <laughs> the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Woot, woot. <laughs> it was tight for a while. I was a little nervous. Tight is an understatement. <laughs> they looked terrible in that first half. Yes. <laughs> Ken has through. been riding a high all day, which is why this episode's coming out late, because it was Super Bowl Sunday. How are you feeling, Ken? I still can't believe it. I, I, I too, blacked out when McCole Hardman caught the touchdown. Yeah. My hat ended up on the other side of the room. I don't know how, I don't know how it got there. You were leaping up and down, jumping your hat. You threw your hat. You threw your hat twice in the night. I did. Once when you were Once in frustration, and then I had to even things out. Yeah. And the hat was all the way across the room. And then he's just like, he's like, oh, oh," he's screaming. And he's like, wait, where's my hat? We're like, all the way over there. We all watched it fly. That was impressive. <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. It was fun, though. It was a really good little thing. We had a little party and had all sorts of food and stuff, so that was kind of fun. Yeah, and it was a great time. You, guys, you two put together a fantastic spread. Thank you. It was very impressive. Thanks. <laughs> we laid things out on the table very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made one. We had one thing that was made, and that was the bruschetta. Ooh, which was very good. It was so good. Thank you. So garlicky. Very garlicky. I loved it. <laughs> Too garlicky for me. Enough to kill a vampire. I had a bite and I had heartburn. Doesn't it take not a lot to kill a vampire? It would decimate a vampire. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you guys? Red and cloud nine. I know you are. <laughs> um, what about you, Em? How are you? Pretty good. Nothing new to report? No, it's Monday. My least favorite day of the week, so well, coping I- with that. <laughs> It's everyone's favorite day of the week because usually our podcast drops on Mondays. We just are dropping it a little late today. Well, it is a holiday. So. It should be. We need to unpack that. How is Super Bowl Monday? Oh. Not a holiday. Well, there's that. But it's also Lincoln's birthday. I thought that was next week. No, next week is Washington's birthday. President's Day? Listen, all I know is the DMV is closed. Okay. <laughs> That's what I know, so... Say lovey. Start making excuses for every holiday. We're like, it's National Donut Day. If we took every day that the government considers a national holiday, mm. no one would ever work ever. I wish. A dream come true. I was going to ask if you've made any good recipes lately, Em. Bruschetta, obviously. Top, top notch. Oh, you made those bomb potatoes. Oh, the best okay. was you coming up. You're like, so I made some roasted garlic Parmesan potatoes. <laughs> I don't know if they're any good. Here, you want to take a bite? And she fucking... I could see the smirk on her face. That girl was trying to act so humble. I was like, bitch, you know these are good. Like, well, maybe they were under-seasoned. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I was like, these are fucking delicious. And you made chicken with it, of course, which was really, really good, too. But there were some bomb potatoes. Very yes. good. Very good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The easiest recipe. Potatoes and chicken. Well, you have to so rear good. the chicken since... You know, crack it from the egg, rear it. <laughs> but I did 
spatchcock it. Do you remember what spatchcocking is? Dude, it's so gross. It's a real thing. She did it while I was in the room, and I was like, can you stop fucking doing that while I'm sitting here? Like, like let me leave the room. So do you know what it is? Don't type that into Google, folks. <laughs> so when you take out the backbone of the chicken, and then you break its breastplate so that it lays flat so that it cooks more, like, quickly, evenly. It's Spatch disgusting. Cock. It was so gross. All I heard was bones breaking. Never like, heard of it. Yeah, it was not delightful. Sorry for people who didn't want to hear that. Good thing we have a content warning at the beginning of all our episodes. <laughs> it was gross. Yeah. Ken, have you been playing any video games? Yeah, so I've been playing through the Spider-Man series again since oh. I got Spider-Man 2 for Christmas. So I started back from the uh, the original mm-hmm. game so, so I can follow along the story. I pulled the Libby because usually I don't do this. Oh, that usually I would just you. start. I would just yeah. you know, play the new one. Story is so good. Oh, my goodness. Today, I finished the second one, the Miles Morales, mm-hmm. and, like, I was downstairs bawling my eyes out with the story. It is Aww. so good. And then just started the the new game um, about a half hour ago, and uh, it's very cool. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Good. And then cool. in between, I took a break. I played Alan Wake, which I enjoyed until the end, and the ending was terrible. Mm-hmm. So is it, would you say it's like the top or one of the top games video you've games? Ever played? Spider-Man? Yes. It, it's definitely up there. Is it like one of the, the most series. emotional? <laughs> <laughs> the story is definitely, yes, it's very inspiring too. Mm-hmm. It's a good story. Awesome. That's great. That's sweet. Yeah, hopefully they don't ruin it this next one. So mm. That's how I, I feel. I played games it. like that, like uh, Lost, The Last of Us. Yeah, you loved the, like the second first, one. Love the first one. Second oh, one, yeah. trash money. Yeah. Story wise. So it do be like that sometimes. So disappointed. Miss Gorilla Arms. I watched I, I liked watching I liked watching um Last of Us while you play like I liked watching you play it. It's on my T V show list. I do want to watch the T V show. Um I've heard it's pretty rough, but Yeah, I just heard they cast somebody in the next season. Like someone famous. Oh yeah. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, oh, interesting choice. Yeah, so that'll be good. Yeah, if you watch it, you're gonna cry. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's pretty emotional. Tugs on the heartstrings. Gotta get through Peaky Blinders first. Currently working Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Have we told the story about of Peaky Blinders on the pod. So we we've watched. This story goes back a little bit, but at this point that the story takes place, we've watched at least a full season, about a season and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And we're with a friend, and they ask, oh, that's that's the show that's British, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. And Libby's just like, no, no, they're they're Irish. And I was, In my defense, Killian Murphy I was sitting is there, Irish. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, because I'm just thinking through plot points in the show. I'm like, no, there's no way they're Irish. It doesn't make sense. You're like, well, no, no, this is back when, when Ireland was part of Britain, and they're definitely in Ireland right now. I was like... Well, technically, they're all part of the UK, so, but yeah. Right, yeah. I was like, oh, all right, well, uh, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you look it up? So she looks it up, and she's like, yeah, Belfast. Belfast is Northern Ireland. And I was like, okay. So Later, we settled, we settled the discussion, we, we come home, and it's still bothering me, because, like, these plot, the plot doesn't make sense. <laughs> To me. Right. So I'm like, what did I miss? Made perfect sense to me. They were still in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what, what did I miss? So I look it up. I'm like, 
No, they're they're in Birmingham. They're not in Ireland. And Li- and Libby's like, no, look at what I found. So she pulls it up. She reads it. Blah blah blah. The inspector comes from Belfast. Ooh, like, like oh, from Belfast. That means they're not currently in mm-hmm. Belfast. Well, he's right? Irish in my defense, and so is Sil- Killian Murphy. So, in my brain, he was Irish. He is Irish. Therefore, he played an Irishman. So well, at least now you know. Yes, it really changed the plot of the movie for me. It did for me, because, the, like, their proponents with the IRA, like, if they were in Ireland, they'd be with the IRA, not against them. But you like it so far? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's fine. You gonna finish all the seasons? I want to. It's drama, you know. It gets a little slow sometimes. It's hard because it's a full hour, which is, because it's, like, British, so it's, like, it actually lasts a full hour. Like, there's no commercial break. <laughs> yeah. So can you DNF a show because you have a journal? Yeah, I guess. Or do you have to finish it because you have? No, I can stop it. It's not. Ken, what are we talking about today? (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know? But we still need a Libyism. Oh, hold your hold your horses. Good memory. So this is a good one, as they all are. (laughs) Libby says, and I quote: "I think it's getting worse with age too." And she was referring to driving in the snow. also like to point out that she wrote this quote down while i'm tears are streaming down my face and i'm sobbing while driving in the snow and she's over here writing this quote down (laughs) laughing it was hysterical in the moment (laughs) i hate driving in the snow like i have the ability to do it but i drive so slow i am such a wuss in the snow and it just stresses me out i got in an accident and i have like ptsd from it when i was in the accident when i was a teenager so, and hate how, how would that get worse with age, though? I think that's the funny bit. I don't know. It just continue as I continue to go. It just makes it worse. It's just like, oh, I dread it more and more in my head. Hey, it is that happens it is. with getting older. Sometimes it's tough to do certain things, and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it is tough to do certain things when you get older, isn't it, Em? It is, but you would know best. You would know. <laughs> you're older than you know better than Ken. <laughs> you know better than both of us <laughs> combined. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All right, Ken. What are we talking about today? You don't want to guess? Nope. I'm done guessing. You're n- I no never guesses. Know. Well, it's kind of loosely related to the Super Bowl. Try to keep it on theme. <gasps> oh, oh, nice. Fun. Yes. Clever. I so I thought so. The Madden Curse. No. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> oh, fuck. Crimes in the... Okay. I, I don't guess know not. enough about sports to guess. Battle Creek Sanitarium. Wow. Really on brand with the Super Bowl. Well, you have to wait. There's there's depths to this story. Can't wait. So like There's layers. Okay. Like an onion. Or like a parfait. <laughs> Parfaits have layers. <laughs> Parfaits are delicious. Parfaits might be the best thing on the whole damn planet. <laughs> I just watched that recently. It's so good. <laughs> you love the Shrek movies. They're amazing. Do you not? I love Shrek, and I liked Shrek 2, and then I didn't watch the rest. Okay. Emily is passionate about the entire series. Okay. We're talking Shrek 1 and a half, you know? There's a Shrek 1 and a half? No, but that's the point. Oh, okay. We wouldn't know, but she well, would. Okay, so I know <laughs> Shrek 1, I know Shrek 2, because Shrek 2 is the one where he turns human, right? Yes. Yes. I've definitely Never, seen ever, Shrek ever. 3, but I think I saw it once in theaters. I know I've seen it. I think it's the one with the triplets. And then the fourth one is the one where he has to go, he signs with Rumpelstiltskin. 
dude's skin. Then he has to go back in time or go back into like that reality and save Fiona. Interesting. Never seen it. Movie night. Binge watch the entire Shrek? Yeah. I mean, that sounds better than Twilight. Does it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about yes. that. Yes. <laughs> that or Fifty Shades. It tops both. I I disagree with you, <laughs> but I respect your decision. <laughs> but they have the kid's birthday party, and this kid walks up to Shrek and he goes, Do the roar. Do the roar. <laughs> over and over again. And Shrek gets pissed off, and he like open flies your off. mind. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay, so my question was sanatorium, like, like an asylum, like a sanatorium? no. So no, that's okay. where I thought it went too, but okay. no. Okay, we'll gotcha. get into it. All right. Do you know anything about Battle Creek Sanitarium? Nope. All righty. In 1866, leaders of the Seventh-day Adventist Church leaned into their developing health philosophy and started work on the. Their health philosophy? I was expecting you two to say Battle Creek Sanitarium. Oh! Uh, <laughs> which isn't the right answer. The right answer is Western Health Reform Center. That's what I was going to say. Which is in Battle Creek, Michigan. That's what I was going to say. Second guess. It's so <laughs> weird. You took the words right out Wait, of my mouth. What was your first guess? Because I never heard it. Crickets, so I, I think. All right. Off to a great before. start. I should also warn... There's a lot of rabbit holes I went down this one. Okay. Because my options were finish the story or help clean. I know. <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> Mad respect. <laughs> Look, he's giving you daggers. <laughs> she, is, she is not amused at all. In 1876, John Harvey Kellogg became the medical superintendent. Oh, this is the cornflake story. It's like your food myth. Work. Working with his bookkeeping brother, Will Keith, or W.K. Kellogg. I think that this story was covered on Drunk History. Really? I think that there's a Drunk History episode about the Kellogg brothers. Wait, Cornflakes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a corn, a weird Cornflake episode on Drunk History. Interesting. I don't remember anything about it, but I remember there was a Drunk History on it. Cool. I'll have to watch it. The Reform Center would also be renamed to the Battle Creek Sanitarium. The Super Bowl. Oh, no. With Kellogg inventing the word sanitarium Fuck. by swapping two letters of the word Super sanatorium, Bowl. which at the time was a health resort for invalid soldiers. Okay. Who were played in the Super Bowl. Okay. The connection to Super Bowl is that they're serial stories. Serial stories? Yes. Kellogg. Cereal. Cereals go in bowls. Super Bowl. Oh. It's not that closely related. Oh. Okay. The pieces are, in fact, sliding into place now. You got the dumb version of me today, man. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's like, you know how when someone has a really good idea, you envision a light bulb on the top of their head, like, yes. lighting up? I, I just see, like, flickering bulbs yeah. right now. Yeah, it's, that's a good description. That's a really, yeah. You got the dumb version of me today. Like, like I at best, a it's nice, like, neon light that's really, really, like, low and really old and just kind of <laughs> buzzing. You hear the buzzing. Vacancy, no you, vacancy. You can hear it trying to do something. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, that's everyday. It's the, little, life, it's the so. little no above by vacancy. No. <laughs> vacancy. Yeah. Vacancy, no. <laughs> So when they invented the Super Bowl, the Kellogg brothers. Uh, the sanitarium was a huge success, reaching like the Super Bowl. 
This is well before the Super Bowl. I know, but it's also a good <laughs> I shouldn't have success. brought it up. I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> I saw no cereal commercials during the Super Bowl. Did you guys? They don't really show cereal commercials. I saw Doritos, the Doritos commercial. Yes, with Jesse Ortega. I didn't see any commercials that continued. It's not Jesse Ortega. It's Jenny, Jenny, Ortega. Jenny Ortega. I didn't see any commercials that like continued a storyline or like a narrative. You know what I mean? Like usually it's like. He gets us. They got two. They got two of them. Who? That he gets us people. Oh my God. The Jesus thing. Yes. Uh, first off, TikTok is laying into it. So fucking funny. There was one. It was like, I thought someone was asking for feet pics. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was really funny. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. But no, you know how usually it's like one commercial break and then it like ends on action and then it picks back up in the next one. And not a lot of Bud Light either. Or beer, for that matter. No, Bud Light had a continuing... Yes, they had an ad that continued into... They had the genie, who was wishing people everyone around. And then one of the wishes, the final wishes of the commercial, was let's go to Super Bowl 58. And then after that commercial break, like they in, were introduced in the in the suite. And all the people in the commercial were in the suite. Oh, I missed That's that. That's so fun. Yeah. Missed all of it. Anyway, <laughs> continue on about your Super Bowl ce- of cereal. <laughs> Advertising directors. This is where your money's going to. <laughs> I wasn't going to buy, buy a Bud Light either way, so it's fine. <laughs> Can we talk about the worst commercial? So there was a commercial talking about how we spend too much time on social media, not connecting enough with, oh. with friends and family. And somehow it was a commercial for social yeah. media. Yes. Snapchat. Yes. <laughs> it completely blew my mind. Yeah. The sanitarium was a huge success, reaching 7,006 patrons throughout 1906. In order to support all the patients, the sanitarium would employ between 800 and 1,000 staff members at any point in time. The sanitarium became a cool, hip place, and it was referred to as the San. Ooh, oh, my doesn't God. Doesn't that make it sound so cool? Cheeky. Especially back then. Yeah. Back then. Back then. So the San became a popular place among prominent and middle-class Americans, drawing guests such as Mary Todd Lincoln, Sojourner Truth, and Henry Ford, mm-hmm. with a regimen focused primarily on hydrotherapy, physical exercise, and dietetics. I remember this. It like kind of almost seems cultish, right? It becomes kind of like a cult. It's kind of cultish because yeah. yes, don't forget it was started by the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Yeah, um, right. Similar who, to, but yeah, they they were a you know very religious group, very strict prude. Br- prude beliefs um and yeah that kind of bled into the care that they established so jordan truth do you guys know who that is know the name yeah because i didn't and i feel terrible because i had to click on the little blue link on wikipedia i know i know she's something with during like the civil Civil war yeah Yeah. she's uh like like harriet tubman-esque yeah abolitionist yes born in born into slavery escaped slavery, abolitionist, and then huge on civil rights and women's rights. Mm -hmm. And her most famous speech is the Ain't I a Woman speech, which I have here. I wanted to read. This really is rabbit hole. I told you. Well, I felt terrible. Like, I was like, who the hell is this? And clicked it. I'm like, how the hell don't I know this? Like, I've never even heard the name. It's not like something where, like, I I read it. I'm like, oh, I remember learning about this back in third grade or whatever. Nothing. Like, I'm convinced. That Midwest education. You go, girl. 
Well, it's good. Women power for uh, Black History Month too. So very on brand. Oh yes, yes. You did it on purpose, I assume. Uh, obviously, obviously, that's way more important than the Super Bowl. This speech was delivered pretty much off the cuff. Is the 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 lore behind it? It was okay. off the cuff. The Women's Convention in Akron, Ohio, in eighteen fifty one. So here we go. I want to say a few words about this matter. I am a woman, right? I have as much muscle as any man and can do as much work as any man. I have plowed and reaped and husked and chopped and mowed, and can any man do more than that? I have heard much about the sexes being equal. I can carry as much as any man and can eat as much too, if I can get it. I am as strong as any man that is now. As for intellect, all I can say is, if a woman can have a pint and a man a quart, why can't she have her little pint full? You need not be afraid to give us our rights for fear we will take too much, for we can't take more than our pint will hold. The poor men seems to be all in confusion and don't know what to do. Why, children, if you have woman's rights, give it to her and you will feel better. You will have your own rights and they won't be so much trouble. I can't read, but I can hear. I've heard the Bible and have learned that Eve caused man to sin. Well, if woman upset the world, do give her a chance to set it right side up again. The lady has spoken about Jesus, how he never spurned women from him, and she was right. When Lazarus died, Mary and Martha came to him with faith and love and besought him to raise their brother. And Jesus wept and Lazarus came forth. And how came Jesus into the world? through God who created him and the woman who bore him. Man, where was your part? But the women are coming up, blessed be God, and a few of the men are coming up with them. But man is in a tight place. The poor slave is on him. Woman is coming on him. He is surely between a hawk and a buzzard. That's pretty good for off the cuff. Yeah. I, I really, really liked the, when she was talking about Jesus, like, man, you had nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty brave for the time. I mean, even if she's in Ohio, which is obviously a northern state, it's pretty brave to say mm -hmm. those things. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a strong speech. A little mm -hmm. sad how uh, it's still relevant. It could still be applied <laughs> today. Yeah. I was also Definitely. thinking that. So now we're going to shift into the story of John Harvey Kellogg, the medical superintendent when the sand really started to make it big. John had a very religious upbringing in Michigan, primarily under the Seventh-day Adventists, who relocated to Battle Creek at the convincing of John Preston Kellogg, John Harvey's father. John Harvey rarely attended school as the second coming of Christ was imminent, and therefore formal education was unnecessary. Right. Right. Yeah, I think they nailed that one. John was an avid reader and built up an impressive self-education earning him a spot in the six-month medical course at Russell Trawls Hygiotherapeutic College. John would go on to attend medical school at the University of Michigan and Bellevue Hospital Medical College. Even though he didn't go to school? He was smart. Self-education. Wow. It was also... It the, was probably Jesus who did it for it him. It was the 1860s. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> As a man of science with a stout religious upbringing, John was often at war within himself between occasionally conflicting ideologies. This did, however, 
lead to fruitful developments in his career. Like cornflakes. As he blended some of his theological ideals with his desire to create a healthy diet. Making a Super Bowl. Since it Thank was, you guys so much for tuning in. I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a funny thing. Are you kicking yourself a little bit? I sure am. Okay. Since it was believed that exciting or spiced foods could lead to excitement, sexual arousal, and masturbation, um, John focused his efforts on a bland diet. Pen? Yes? You love spicy food. <laughs> Wank. Is that why he spends so much time in the bathroom afterwards? Hello! I would like to not sit in this spot anymore. <laughs> you do hate the middle. I do hate the middle. And I know I... what, what I'm completely blanking on the word I'm looking for. Super Bowl? <laughs> Ooh, try and describe it. It's fun. <laughs> it's such a basic word. It's oh, hard to describe. Oh, okay. Um... I know I alluded to this earlier, but it should be noted that the Seventh-day Adventists were very, very prude. It is alleged that John and his wife, Ella, never consummated their marriage, sleeping in separate beds at night. Damn, they taken Puritans to, like, the next level. And they were married for decades. This isn't one of these... Poor John! This isn't one of these celebrity, you know, married for a month and then split off. Poor both of them. Like, boring. That's so sad. Unsurprisingly, they never had biological children of their own. No. Are you kidding me? I don't know how it didn't happen, but it didn't. They didn't go to a hot tub once and just... (laughs) (laughs) One thing leads to another. Well, no, because... A bland kiss on the cheek. He's anti-masturbation as well. Don't forget. No, a bland kiss on the cheek. Sometimes you just... Maybe you fell asleep in the hot tub. The wet dream. She Mm. hopped in the hot tub. One thing leads to another. Fun fact, kids, you can't get pregnant from a hot tub. But my paternity test was a hot tub. Oh, yeah? Your father is a hot tub? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Dad, love you. Uh, (laughs) um, So no biological children, but they did foster 42 children, adopting eight of them. Wow. John also firmly believed that masturbation would lead to poor digestion, memory loss, impaired vision, heart disease, epilepsy, and insanity. What would? Masturbation. Through his research, John developed a dough consisting of wheat, oats, and corn. The dough was baked at a high temperature to break down the starch molecules in the grain. He would then break down the resulting bread into crumbs and served as cereal to the sanitarium patients under the name granola. Yum. I bet it really burns his ass today. May he rest in peace. But they made frosted flakes. Because it's it's really good and it's sweet. Oh, wait for it. Oh, God. Wait for it. (laughs) The other main cereal invention that John was involved with was the invention of cornflakes. Although there is considerable disagreement on various members' role in the discovery, with other claims being made by Ella Eaton Kellogg, his wife, and W.K. Kellogg, his little brother. Regardless, the flaked cereal was a huge success and became very popular among guests in the sanitarium. Will wanted to expand the market for flaked cereal, approaching his brother about adding sugar to the flakes. So good. Right? Brilliant idea. If they're eating this bland shit, throw some sugar on it, they'll go ape shit for it. Hell yeah! But, unsurprisingly... 
John, firm in his beliefs, was absolutely against it. So Will started his own company, the Battle Creek Toasted Cornflake Company, spurning a feud between the two brothers. And they never spoke again. Eventually, Will's company would become the Kellogg Company that we know of today. And John... The good one. And John would lose the legal right to use his name for his own cereals. Wow. He lost the legal battle. Oh, my gosh. He didn't make good enough cereals to sway the judge. That's wild. Yep. So the Kellogg on the box is W.K. Kellogg. The last member of our story is Charles William, or C.W. Post. Mm. Creator of So that's one thing I've learned through this thing, is that... Apparently in the 1800s, it was like the cool thing to just go by your initials, hmm. right? CWWK. That's what I go by. Interesting. EC. SBD. Flatbag. McGee. <laughs> I thought you were going silent but deadly. <laughs> oh, that would have been really good. Oh, I didn't know that was a, an Oh, you've never heard of SBD? Post was a farm implement manufacturer in Springfield, Illinois which was accompanied with significant stress. In November of 1985, this stress would push him to a mental breakdown, causing him to completely leave his life behind and move to Texas, where he found work with real estate developers in Fort Worth. Now, as most people know, real estate development, super low-key, laid back. No. Sure enough, (laughs) the stress once again caught up with Post, and he suffered a second mental breakdown in 1891 causing him to search the globe for a cure, which would lead him to no other than the Battle Creek Sanitarium. During his travels, Post became, Post became interested in the chemistry of digestion and was a perfect fit for John Harvey Kellogg's dietary innovations. In fact, Post would go on to start the Postum Cereal Company and has been accused of stealing several Kellogg recipes. So now, I'm going to wrap up the episode with a little game for the two of you to win... Some skepta points. Okay. Suck it. <laughs> I'm going to name brands of cereals, and you two will need to identify it as either Kellogg or Post. <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking screwed. Okay. <laughs> you may do okay. So how do you guys want to do points? Do you want to do a point per, or just a single point for the whole thing, whoever wins the whole thing? A point, point per. per, yeah. Okay. Apple Jacks, Bran Flakes, Cocoa Krispies. Fruity Pebbles, Golden Crisp, Crispix, Fruit Loops, Honeycomb, Oreo O's, which is bomb, <laughs> Alphabets, Frosted Mini Wheats, and Shredded Wheat. Okay. Alrighty. I don't know how confident I feel. And if you guys both get it right, no one gets a point. Is how I'm going to do this. So Apple Jacks, what did you guys have? Kellogg. Post. Kellogg's. Oh! Brand Flakes. Post. Post. Trick question. They both got them. Okay. <laughs> so we get a point. Well, you cancel each other out. Cocoa Krispies. Post. Post. Kellogg's. Damn. Fruity Pebbles. Post. 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 Golden Crisp. Kellogg. Post. Post. Crispex. Post. Post. Kellogg's. Kellogg's, because, yeah, the other one was... Mm. Fruit Loops. Kellogg's. Kellogg. Yep. Honeycomb. Kellogg. Or I'm sorry, I put post. 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 Oh wait, so you got Kellogg. You got Fruit Loops and Honeycomb. 
Yes, yeah, so you guys both got so no tonight. points. Okay. Right. Correct. The only one I've gotten points for is golden. And the only one I've gotten is Applejacks. Okay. Correct. Oreo O's. Post. Kellogg's. Post. Alphabets. Kellogg's. Post. Post. Sadly discontinued. Oh. Yes. Frosted mini wheats. Post. What was it posting? Kellogg. Kellogg's. Shredded wheat. Post. Kellogg. Yeah, it's got to be post because that's. Yeah. I only got one point. So the last one was post, right? Correct. Yep. Uh, and we got five. Yeah. yeah. Kicking ass. Wow. Taking names. I love cereal. <laughs> All right. That, that's the Battle Creek Sanitarium and really the birth of cereal as we know it. Nice. So interesting. Great wow. topic. Need to go watch the Drunk History episode while we eat okay. of this. Hold on. For everyone who wanted to know, it is episode season one, episode six. Okay. Of Drunk History. That sounds better than uh, Top Model. Because this season, my top two draft picks were in the bottom two of week number one. But maybe you have the top person who's going to go all the way. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, your two top picks were in my top three. So, yes, like, I took, too. like, I had like, your top pick, the one that just got eliminated, then it was my top pick, and then the, your second pick was my next pick, if I had the choice, and you took the top. So Which I place are you in? Third. Yes. So the fact that my topics are lining up with yours is probably not a good sign. Well, with that being said, I hope <laughs> you all enjoyed this episode. You keep listening and remember to be a little spooky, a little scary, and a little skeptical. Bye. I'm just stuck on both of you. Cheers. <laughs>